my personal motto in life is where there's smoke, there's fire. You can put that on my freaking tombstone. Okay. And there was so much smoke around this Lene story. Like, just look at it. Manti! <laughs> fire! You know what I was thinking, Elisa? Hmm. Why don't we do a little, how's it going? Okay. How's Elisa? I wasn't prepared on the spot. <laughs> I know. We just did a whole, like... 10 minute chit chat did not mention that we were going to do this but I was thinking I feel like the people you know want to know what you had for lunch oh what's going on (laughs) I'm doing well um I for lunch I don't even want to say it because it's so culturally loaded but we had chick-fil-a oh I'm ashamed yeah. of myself now. You I really caught me out. to make this a whole thing. <laughs> Gosh. How are you, a, Katie? I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Because can I What a politically neutral choice. It's true. Yeah, it's a four-year-old's choice. But that's because I've had a little bit of dysentery. A little touch of the Brigham Young dysentery. <laughs> so I... <laughs> so it's been a lot of bread. Mm. Honestly, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is a little bit wild for me right now. Been doing a lot of broth. Oh my gosh. Bananas. Anyway. Just like our pioneer ancestors. It happens. You have been struck by the dysentery. Yeah. This is the place. This is the place for dysentery. This is the place where I'm hanging out until I don't have dysentery anymore. (laughs) What an intro to the podcast. Okay. This is Please Bless This Podcast, (laughs) the podcast where two sisters. Talk about all things Mormon and pop culture. And sometimes we talk about what we ate for lunch. Today. 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 We're talking about the Netflix documentary Untold, The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist. Oof. The story of Manti Teo being catfished. Or little baby Manti Teo. I have to say, again, the universe is just like pumping out Mormon content for us to talk about. I know. When would it, will it ever stop? I mean, it's hopefully never. Outrageous. Yeah. I hadn't, I didn't even know about this. I mean, I knew about it pretty quickly because it's only been out for a few days, but I hadn't seen it yet. And then uh, one of our listeners texted me and was like, oh my gosh. A Mormon in the media. Red alert. Here you go. Yeah. Steaming so. ladder of Mormon content. <laughs> so here we are talking about it. And there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. On At the top, I just want to dedicate this episode to Manti Teo. Yes. Manti Teo, such a victim of a horrific series of events. Yeah. Also, I will admit that I texted Katie during while I was watching and was like, he got hot. He got so hot. Yeah. Um, he had a real like glow up post catfish. Yeah. He got a little work done. He fixed his teeth, his hair. Yeah, he's just he's looking all good. bulked up, looking very nice, Manti. Good for him. Happy for you. Let's establish the sort of key players in this story. Um, so Manti Teo is uh, prof- uh he was a college football player at Notre Dame he was then a professional football player and is now as as far as I can tell retired mm-hmm. he's a free um, agent <laughs> he uh grew up in Hawaii he grew up Mormon 
Yes. And went to Notre Dame, had a successful football career there, and then had a lot of media attention mm-hmm. because he dedicated his senior year playing football at Notre Dame to the memory of his grandmother and his girlfriend who had died on the same day. Yeah. His girlfriend uh, named Lene, it turns out, didn't exist, which is the premise of the whole documentary. Right. Um, Lene was a character fabricated by Naya, a person who uh, catfish Manti. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And maybe other people. And maybe other people. It, 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 it sounds like definitely other people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so those are the key players. We have Manti, we have Lene, who doesn't exist, mm-hmm. and we have Naya. Right. Who does exist. Who very much does exist. Very yes. much went on a tear. Just <laughs> just tearing it Made up on Facebook. Some choices. Made some choices. Changed some <sighs> lives. Yeah, I mean, so as somebody who grew up Mormon, uh, uh, I feel like we know that there's a large um, Pacific Islander po- population within the church. Like mm-hmm. the the church really got in there in the early days and uh, spread converted. the word. They spread the word, which mm-hmm. is the plot of the other side of heaven. I wanted mm-hmm. to mention, which we will be talking about on a future episode. It's a yes. great film. Anne Hathaway. Annie Hathaway. Um, Anne Hathaway in her Mormon pop culture debut. Right. Her um her missionary goes to Tonga and uh you know, yada yada yada. It's <laughs> yada, a beautiful yada. story. Um, but anyway, yeah, the Mormons got in there really early. Like once they hit North America and Europe, they went right to the Pacific Islands mm-hmm. and just picked everybody up. Mm-hmm. And I guess that there's like folklore within like several Polynesian cultures and Pacific Island cultures um, that sort of like confirms Mormonism. Like mm-hmm. there's like a Maori story of a, a Maori prophet uh, foretelling the, the missionaries coming and whatnot. So they were ready. They were primed for the Mormons, apparently. Yeah. Um, we grew up in like random washington and there were still like plenty of um lds Samoan people or lds pacific islander people in utah i think there's a huge population mm-hmm. it's a it's a thing you know in hawaii i when you google like hawaii mormons or like polynesian mormons it says like why are there so many mormons in hawaii like why is hawaii so mormon mm. and it's interesting it's because we got in there early yeah, and BYU Hawaii is there, and the town that Manti Teo is from, Laie, is like where BYU Hawaii is, mm-hmm. and is kind of a little Mormon enclave. So, yeah, Manti Teo like is existing at the intersection of these like cultures that are linked by imperialism, like mm-hmm. Mormonism and Polynesian culture. Um, but that are, are are also just like strong cultures in their own right. And mm-hmm. so when he meets through a Facebook message, Lene, who claims to be Polynesian, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, oh, well, this is someone from my culture who I can trust. And like yeah. we have these mutual connections. 
Yeah. Um, and so, he hadn't really been looking for somebody like that. Like at Notre Dame, no Mormons, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> no Pacific yeah. Islanders, no Polynesian people, just straight up Catholic white people. Sure. You know, and uh, so he's like, great. You know, somebody yeah, I let's can talk chat. to. Yeah, a tiny bit of background, I guess, about Naya. What we know from the documentary is just that Naya grew up, I think, in California and was raised in a Polynesian family that also really valued football, similar to Manti Teo's family. But Naya, like, hated playing football. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, struggled to find kind of her identity within that family culture Mm -hmm. and that's a pretty strong theme throughout Naya's story is struggling to find a place and so like making these decisions and taking these actions that are really problematic Mm -hmm. to try and assert some sense of like yeah her own identity some sense of self yep yep I get it when she She's talking about like making a fake account. I'm like, sure, you know, I'd do it. But then you start talking to people, and it's like, well, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> when and yeah, when you start like crafting these like complex relationships and storylines and faking leukemia and car accidents, mm-hmm. faking your own death. Mm. I mean, so my notes app, I had my notes app open while I was watching and I kept just writing things in all caps with like <laughs> multiple question marks and exclamation marks afterwards. Like, wait, she came back from the dead? <laughs> I was like, I need to turn this off. This is insane. Um, I feel like we need to give just a tiny bit of a summary of events okay. for our listeners who may not have watched it. Yeah. Like the one minute version. What happens between Naya and Manti? Um, They start talking and uh, like on Facebook, she adds him on Facebook. They start talking just, just solely on Facebook. And it's just like kind of whatever casual back and forth. Um, At a certain point, uh, Manti realizes that she's like really connected and starts to like question is this person for real Mm -hmm. um and like reaches out to some people being like do you know this person and like oddly enough some people are like yeah and like confirm that Mm -hmm. she's real even though she's not it's the weirdest thing but i think it's because she's had multiple of these online relationships with people who are also polynesian football players right and know each other and are unlikely to be like oh i mean maybe she's not real right that's kind of embarrassing for everybody involved sure yeah and then um things get pretty serious they start talking on the phone exclusively and praying together before they go to bed at night right they're praying together it's like i love you and honey and baby and it's very it's getting very intimate Mm -hmm. as as much as it can over the phone but he's never seen her you know, he sees pictures, but. And apparently they're like FaceTiming, but she'll be like, oh, my camera's broken. My screen is cracked. I mean, how long can you carry that on? I don't know. It's so shocking. Which is partly why it seems like things keep escalating because how long can you really carry that on? And so she creates these scenarios like, yeah. oh, I was in a car accident mm-hmm. and I am on life support. And he's right. like talking to her and she's like, 
breathing as if through a medical mask and unresponsive. I mean, this is some wacky stuff. Yeah, wacky stuff. The switching between voices to speak as Naya's brother or Mm -hmm. um, Or cousin or cousin or sister. I think Naya was actually in a car accident, which inspired the car accident. Interesting. And then later on is when uh, Lene got leukemia, mm-hmm. which also coincides with when Naya's actual cousin got leukemia. Which so is she's gross. taking inspiration from real people in her yes. life for these stories, but like packing it all into one person. Correct. And okay. I assume she's just kind of like preparing to kill herself off. She's mm-hmm. feeling like, I need to end this, feeling some guilt. There's obviously guilt. So things come to a head when uh, Manti's grandmother dies right. and he's being aloof, standoffish, understandably so that day. He's mourning the loss of his grandmother. And it almost seemed like as a sort of like, well, I'll show you. Yeah. Naya was like, well, then I'm going to die too. She's like, you know what? This is my moment. Yes. So she has her brother or cousin or whoever, who's actually her, right? call Manti and say, she's gone. She's died. She's lost her battle with leukemia. Right. And this boy, this like 20, 21-year-old boy is crushed by the news, devastated to have lost two people he cares about in one day. Manti Teo is crestfallen. <laughs> I mean what a thing to do to a person i know it's so Um, brutal and he's already like a decorated sort of lauded football player at notre Mm -hmm. dame and so he's someone who has a fair amount of attention on him Mm -hmm. and so people are aware that this has happened and he's like i'm gonna dedicate this season to their memory and the media loves it eats it up yeah is like what an what a wonderful student athlete like if right. only every team had a manti teo yeah and in the game that directly followed their deaths he kills it yeah you know? and it's like yes yeah. manti teo when people are like oh but you sh- you could sit this one out and he's like no no, no i'm gonna go out nah. there and i'm gonna just crush it for my my girls <laughs> and my grandma yeah yeah So this goes on for a while. He's like nominated for a Heisman that year. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is a darling of the media and college football. And then it starts to get even weirder. Right. Meanwhile, he gets a call like the day before the day of the Heisman ceremony. And it's Lene. And she's saying, it's me. It's me. I'm alive. I'm alive. I had to go into hiding. So he goes into the Heisman ceremony. Like. Being interviewed on stage with all these cameras. And these people are asking him, you know, how he's been doing since his girlfriend died and how that all affected him. And he's like, "Uh, dead girlfriend. I I mean, I don't even know. Okay. (laughs) He's like, my faith has really sustained me. What a sweetheart. Oh, he's so sweet. Uh, yeah. I will say I was like kind of impressed because apparently after she calls 
to be like, actually, I'm still alive and confirms it with a photo. Yeah. Which, which maybe wild. we need to unpack. Yeah. Um, he tells his parents, he tells Notre Dame, he's like, look, something's going on. We've got a problem. And I was impressed by that, that he had like the integrity to to come clean before being outed by the media because that did eventually happen yeah but before it did he told people i'm in over my head here i don't know what's going on um and i do feel like notre dame as an institution let him down for sure their advice they they should have gotten we don't need to publicly say anything yes you do that was a huge mistake yeah honestly he could have written a blog post about it and posted it on twitter and it would have he would have gotten ahead of it yeah Anything would have been better than the nothing that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and also he was really let down by his parents. Like yeah. in, even years later in the documentary, when they're interviewing his parents, his dad is like, as my oldest son, he should have known better. They were duped too. They had right. conversations with Naya post Lene's death where they thought they were speaking to a relative of hers mm-hmm. and they were totally fooled. They were bamboozled. Right. It was just such a strange reaction to have to your, like, child coming to you in distress saying, what do I do here? And you're just like, this is all your fault. How could you bring shame on the family name? Wait, you're telling me a football dad behaved that way? (laughs) That's wrong. You're telling me that... uh, yeah, men aren't culturally conditioned to react poorly in emotionally fraught situations. What? Could have fooled me. Anyway, so yeah, he's kind of hung out to dry by his family and by Notre Dame. And then the story breaks. Yeah. And it gets nuts. Yeah, let's talk about how he confirmed the photo of a live Linne. Please. In 2012. So Naya was using photos of a person she actually went to school with, to high school with, in order to catfish uh, Manti. I love this detail. So the name of the catfish gal is Lene Kakua, but the actual name of the girl whose photos she used is Diane O'Meara, mm-hmm. which is like the whitest, most yeah. like generic, just generic yeah. name. I just love that little morsel. Um, so Naya hits her up and is like, Hey, I need you to like make a sign that has these like random letters and numbers on it for, um, a family member who is dying of leukemia, presumably mm-hmm. the cousin. And anyway, so it's that date, her initials and her uh, doing like a, her doing this. Yeah. And that's what Manti wanted. Um, that's the proof that he asked for. And so she did it. She was like, Oh, this is for somebody with cancer, whatever. I don't know what it means, but I'm going to do it. And Diane. so Naya, that is the shiftiest, shadiest shit ever. Yes. She pulled that off. Yeah. And like Diane is a cautionary tale for all of us. If someone ever messages you like, can you send me a picture of yourself holding a piece of paper with today's date on it, making a very yeah. specific hand gesture like, do not send that picture. I know. I'd be like, am I being human trafficked? <laughs> yes. Like, what do you want from me? You need to pause and think about that request. Yeah. 
I really have a hard time with the whole Diana O'Meara thing. Like, I can't believe that nobody throughout all this saw her picture come up because it was her pictures were publicized as this is Manti Teo's dead girlfriend. And Mm -hmm. no one who knew this girl, she went to college. She knows lots of people, presumably. Yeah. And her pictures being plastered all over the place. And lots of pictures. There's like 10 of them, 10 different Mm -hmm. pictures. And they're all just off her Facebook. I don't know. It's crazy to me that she was like i had no idea yeah but it's also crazy that no one who was writing these stories about her googled her reverse google image searched any of the photos no um looked for an obituary they didn't give it a single google i know wild wild did they not have a single woman you know (sighs) on their on team staff on staff like really i feel like anybody i mean most women i know it's like hey i'm i'm dating this guy but i don't know there's something about it and they're like what's his you're name? like let me get on <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it's easy to find stuff about people unless it isn't in which case they're not real they're not real which was the case here so um what happens first is that deadspin like drops an article saying Lene doesn't exist. Yeah. And they interview the two reporters who worked on this article for Deadspin for this documentary. Mm-hmm. And they love to be like, we had no idea that this story would be taken this way. We were trying to take down the news outlets right. who weren't doing their due diligence, which to be fair is real. It's an excellent point. But yeah. you can't pretend you're not also taking down this kid yeah come on anti because you are yeah and for them even now to just be like we couldn't have imagined oh come on please i found them playing it off like they were just the most ethical of all journalists i was like right yeah they were like the fact that anybody would try to make it about him being in the closet is it's disgusting yeah and it's like, oh, well, you know, I don't really? know. Really? Yeah. Bad. Like the homophobic news media of 2012. Really? Yeah. Shocking. And he goes on Katie friggin' Couric mm-hmm. and she's like, so are you gay? Which his response was not. No, his response best. was very cringy. Yeah. He was like, far from it, which. <laughs> Yeah, the relax. homophobia in all of the coverage was really disturbing. The homophobia, mm-hmm. the transphobia. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the transphobia. So Naya decides to come clean publicly. And her venue of choice to do that is Dr. Phil, which was a another bad decision in a string of bad decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Dr. Phil is trash. Yeah. And one of the things Dr. Phil does is make Naya read like transcripts of the voicemail she had sent to Manti in the voice she was using to catfish Manti. Yeah. And she's like behind a screen taking on this persona reading in this voice. It was so icky. Yeah. Even just the like 30 seconds of footage of it in the documentary I was like Yeah that was very Signed off on this. I know. When Dr. Phil showed up on the screen I was like, this is over. I know. Because they do it real slow in the documentary. You see like his legs and you're like, who's this? It seems like it's going to be somebody important. 
and he sits down and it's Dr. Phil. I was like, ugh! Yeah, his freaky big old bald head sitting there. That's not what I signed up ugh. for. Yeah. <laughs> our, our voice, our, you know, state-of-the-art voice, blah, blah, blah. They said there's no way this voice could be you. Well, get better ones because yeah, clearly is. Anyway. Get a clue, Philip. Dr. Phil, not a friend of the show. No. <laughs> he is not sponsoring this episode. No. Um, so yeah, the story breaks. Manti Teo is a laughing stock. He's being accused of being in on it. Like he conspired with Naya to create this fake girlfriend. And a lot the main theory is he did it to hide the fact that he's actually gay. I don't know if people were saying he's trying to hide that he's gay and he's in a relationship with Naya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't hear that, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know why people jumped straight to that. Yeah. But they sure did. People and really he, wanted him to be a villain in it. They really, they really, really wanted, wanted him to take to be him down. It. Yeah. Like, oh, he just needed a story to become more popular. And so he invented this one. Right. And as far as anybody can tell, based on the actual like facts and Naya's own confessions, he yeah. had nothing to do with it. And I no. had nothing to do with it. it he was like a pure victim of catfishing. Yes. And also a young guy. Yeah. In the public eye. And he just got dragged just yeah. completely eviscerated yeah they built that little guy up and just tore him down tore him down i think that a young mormon man is the perfect prey for a catfisher say more about that i mean they're gullible they're usually not sexually active they're not like looking to have sex with somebody they're just you know looking for a relationship um and because of that and because of like the like strict rules around dating and sex and relationships and the expectations you just have like kind of a freaky weird view of what a relationship should look like Mm -hmm. you know most people will be like oh you know you only ever talked to her on the phone you never saw her face my first boyfriend we had a long relationship where 90 percent of the talking that we did was done virtually Mm-hmm. though we did see each other in person and he was real and <laughs> i wasn't catfished <laughs> but we were both mormon i think that had a lot to do with it you know mm-hmm. we f- we felt bad about every uh in-person interaction we had because we would kiss and hold hands and we weren't 16 yet mm-hmm. you know anyway so that's just like you're just set up with that already i'm sure that manti had had maybe similar relationships with girls before where he was of that age. I'm, I'm just a little bit younger than him where just talking on MSN messenger Mm -hmm. was your whole relationship. Yep. I mean, purity culture sets kids up for exactly these kind of hoaxes or for manipulation or abuse of some kind, because they have not only no real experience, they have no concept of real experience because not only are they told not to do things, don't have sex, but don't even like know about sex. Right. It's not just don't have sex, but don't even do anything that could lead there or 
be seen as leading there. I mean, you're just so on your guard. Yeah. And or even else. when he's being interviewed, he's like, I knew that if I lived a pure life, God would bless me. I mean, purity is at the front of this dude's mind. And it's For tied sure. to how well he plays football, how well he does in school, his future career. It's all getting like tied up together in ways that have got to mess with you. For sure. So, like, one thing that stood out to me was Anderson Cooper in the documentary. There's a clip of him being like, I can't believe he failed to mention that he'd never even met this girl. And I'm like, there are so many relationship milestones that Manti Teo would not have been allowed to have or even conceive of or know about. Mm-hmm. That not meeting someone is just like, put it on the list. Yeah. It's whatever. Yeah. Mormons think of at that age mormons think of relationships as like something for later Mm -hmm. you know manti teo like in his case wanted to finish school and have his career Mm -hmm. he liked attention and women um but like actually uh in his own words i mean he said that like football's number one you Mm -hmm. know he just wanted somebody to talk to who was pretty yeah like that's all that's all and that's all it could be anyway so like Mm -hmm. yeah that's your girlfriend and yeah you feel connected to her because that's all it can be anyway yeah yeah so i agree with you i think that that's one way mormonism set him up another is just i think mormonism sets you up to be trusting in a way that is dangerous and trusting of people in general, but specifically trusting of um, people within your culture. So mm-hmm. from anti-Mormon culture or Polynesian culture. Mm-hmm. And like his dad even says like, well, Lene was a nice Polynesian girl. Like yeah. we had no reason to doubt that she was someone we could trust. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think about that with like Mormons I've known who do, who trust other Mormons in ways they absolutely should not. Like letting your kids be alone with an adult, you don't really even know simply because that person is also a Mormon. Yeah. Happens every day. Yeah. It's wild. And if you were to approach that situation and be like, actually, I'm uncomfortable having my child be alone with you because I don't know you well, it would be like an affront. Yes. Like an insult, an attack. Right. It would be like, well, what are you saying? Like, what are you, yeah. what are what you, are you accusing me of? What are you accusing me of? Yeah. I'm a good, I'm a member of your ward. I'm a, I'm the bishop. I'm whoever. Like, how dare you insinuate when it's like, no, you should definitely insinuate until proven otherwise. Don't be leaving your kids alone with these randos. Yeah. <laughs> it also made me think of an extreme example, Ted Bundy. Yes. So Ted Bundy ha- Moon had a had a little period of time where he was a Mormon. You may you or may not say he know. moonlit as a Mormon. Yeah, you could say was- that. <laughs> it was almost out of my mouth. Um, yeah. So he moonlit as a Mormon, and when he was arrested for murder in Utah, his the people in his ward wrote him like letters of support they were like no 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 ted's a good mormon boy we know him we love him we trust him he could never he goes to church yes he got baptized and the thing is he could folks and he did 
Yeah. And just because he sat by you at church doesn't mean you know anything about him. Being a Mormon's like a pretty good cover, honestly. Yes. I mean, it was a smart move for Ted Bundy. If any of you are thinking about committing some crimes, <laughs> just make sure Feel you go to church. To contact your local missionaries first. Another thing that stood out to me with this was Manti's friend at Notre Dame, who's interviewed, says he was suspicious of Lene because she seemed like the unluckiest person ever. Yeah. And that like raised some alarm bells for him. Yeah. Which smart, it should. And it yes. made me think of uh, a young single adult ward I was in. And there was this man who was a convert. He had been baptized into the ward pretty recently after I met him. And he had these wild stories about his life and all the things that had happened to him. He was like, I was raised Amish. I um, was like a professional ballerina on my like rumspringer. I like decided to leave Amish culture and get married to a woman, even though I'm gay. And then this woman like threatened me with a butcher knife and whatever and um then he uh the kind of final straw was that he told this story about how he was the victim of a hate crime Mm -hmm. and it was he was like working for a republican political campaign in the area and he said that democrats were attacking him because he was a gay republican and they were like that's terrible you can't do that and so they had come to his home and, and um, assaulted him. Mm. This was his claim. And he had, like, gone to the hospital and filed a report with the police. And uh, it was investigated and it was found that he had fabricated the whole thing. There was wow. no hate crime. There was no assault. He had, in fact, strangled himself. He had broken a, a mirror in his own house. He had, like, trashed his own residence. He had, like, spray-painted stuff on, like, his car or something. I mean, he was um, charged. Wow, that's and so this wild. This guy in my ward who everyone in the ward was like, can you believe so-and-so? What a great convert. Like, what a life he's had. And, like, how beautiful that he's, like, been through all this and found the church. And the church is here to, like, give him a soft place to land. And, oh, yeah, he's gay. But, like, he sees that you can be gay and a Mormon. And I was just like uh alarm bells ringing folks 65 red flags how do you how does anybody trust a word this guy's saying yeah yeah there's too much there he needs to do some editing yeah i just think i my personal motto in life is where there's smoke there's fire you can put that on my freaking tombstone okay and there was so much smoke around Mm -hmm. this guy so much smoke around this Lene story. Like, just look at it. There's mm-hmm. a fire burning, people. Yeah. Just look Manti. at it. Manti. <laughs> fire. <laughs> yes. That's really beautiful, Lisa. <laughs> Thank you. And I love that story. Man, choked himself. <laughs> choked himself. What a weirdo. You always come with the stories. I mean, I'm glad one of us went to college. I feel like that's where it all comes from. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Truth is stranger than fiction. I couldn't make this stuff up, man. <gasps> but what if you were? What if I was? What if this is all a hoax? And on that note, <laughs> we've really covered some ground here. For sure. Um, I Peace and love to Manti Teo is Ooh. all I have to say. Yes. 
You know, I looked at his Instagram, very beautiful wife, very beautiful child. Awesome. Congrats. Yeah. Also, peace and love to Naya. Like, uh, you did some really horrific stuff, but mm-hmm. like, I hope you've found healing and like mm-hmm. are, yeah. are making different choices nowadays. I For think. sure. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace Please and love bless and respect. Manti Teo. Follow us everywhere at Please Bless Pod and send us emails at pleaseblesspod at gmail.com. Absolutely. We, uh, we want to know your episode ideas. If you want to come on as a guest, if you were inspired by our last episode with a guest, come on down. Everybody's welcome. Yeah, come on by and um, let us know what you had for lunch. Yeah. That'll that be too. our new segment. I'll be better prepared next time with a less yeah. shameful look. I mean, sorry, Elise. I didn't mean to throw you under the bus. Oof, I couldn't even lie about it. Yeah, you I thought about anything. it and I just couldn't. This was, it was a confession. I wanted to lie and I couldn't. Wow. That's sister power. <laughs> yeah, it really is. You got um, me. Follow us on TikTok. Mm-hmm. There's a lot happening there yeah a lot it's of crazy spot. people crazy people in the comments oh my gosh this week the comments there is like one person in particular <laughs> who's like an active mormon who just cannot leave it alone Mm-mm. and is is commenting at a steady pace yeah they will respond to anything anyone yes. says to them they will tell vigor. you all of your personal failings within 10 seconds of meeting you. So that's yeah. fun. Yeah. Hop on They're in. a tough, it's a tough, it's a, it's a very, it's a tough guy for sure. Yeah, for it, sure. What's funny too, is I feel like everybody who interacts with them, it's like a very male. Oh yeah. Situation. Like the oh, men yes. have found us and <laughs> they are coming for us and each other. And we're just like kind of letting them have it out. They're just raging at each other. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of like watching it and laughing. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah. Thanks for the traffic. Yeah. So check out our TikToks if you want to see the drama. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you next time. Amen. Amen.